Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Happy Father's Day and uh, to all the dads, um, honoring all the dads today, past, present, but also future. And um, and maybe today is is a day that's uh, you know a little little difficult for you. Um, you know, even for me, my, my earthly father that raised me, he's now in eternity. And so today just represents uh, a lot of different emotions. And so if you're, you're in that kind of category, which maybe a lot of us are, we just really pray this morning uh, that you're here at church and God's going to use it to bless you and to speak to you. And really believe in that it's going to be a day of healing and a day of moving forward in Jesus' name. You believe for that with me? Awesome. Well, if you've got your Bibles, open with me to Exodus 18. And while you're turning there, um, I did want to let you know that we're having today on Father's Day, we've got a gift for every single dad. Um, We've got these amazing, our team is so creative. And uh, we've got colonial, special custom colonial croquis for the sunglasses. How cool is that? I want to give give this away. I want to give a this croaky away. Is, that, is it singular? I don't know. I wanted to give this to you, sir. What's your name? Tom. Tom. God bless you, Tom. This is for you. You're awesome. You can put them on right now. Tom's got his croakies, so I think I'm ready to preach now. Are you there, Exodus 18? I want to talk to you today about wisdom from dad. Wisdom from dad. And this is a story, Exodus 18, is a story of wisdom from a dad. Exodus 18, immediately if you think about Exodus, you're like, wow, Moses. But it's really cool because this story is less about Moses and more about a guy called Jethro. And Jethro was the father-in-law of Moses. I'm not going to read the whole passage, but you, you, you should go and read it because it's an amazing text. And uh, it's a text that we as a church use on leadership. Um, in fact, I've heard this story that, that, that Ivy League schools have used this particular text in Exodus as a prototype for great leadership. And you're going to see that as we go through it. But this is a story of, of Moses getting a visit from his father. It says in verse 5, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness where he was encamped at the mountain of God. And it says, and when he sent word to Moses, I, your father-in-law, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. It says, Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and went into the tent. This is a great story because we see here of a visit from dad to Moses. And then we know that this was a good relationship because of what the text says. It says that, that, um, that Jethro you know, sends word ahead. So today that would be like sending an email ahead or a text message. Hey, letting you know, I'm coming, I'm going to show up. Um, so he sends the email, he sends the word. And then it says that Moses went out to meet him. And it says he bowed down and he kissed him. I just want you to think about this for a moment. It's Moses. 
like the great Moses, the Old Testament deliverer of God's people. And it says that Moses went out. uh, Another way to say it is went out of his way, stopped what he was doing and went out of his way. And it says he bowed down and he kissed him. He received him as his father-in-law. He received him as his dad. And so we see a father-son relationship with uh, between these two guys. And what we see next is this amazing story of Jethro celebrating what God had done. He'd heard about uh, the people being delivered. He shows up, he spends time with, with Moses, he hears about it. And then the very next day, he watches Moses go about his life. It says, verse 13, the next day Moses sat to judge the people. He's, in other words, he went to work. And the people stood around Moses from morning till evening. That sounds like a miserable job right there. (laughs) They just stood around from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me. I decide between one person and another. I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Look at, what, look at the response of Moses' father-in-law. His dad says this to him. He says, what you are doing is not good. You and the people will certainly wear yourselves out, for this thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now, here comes the fatherly instruction. I remember my dad saying this to me when I was a kid. Now obey my voice. (laughs) Listen to me. He says, I'll give you advice and God be with you. Other translation says, and God will be in this with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. And you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws. And you make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Moreover, look for able men from all the people. Men who fear God, who are trustworthy, hate a bribe and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens and let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but any small matter they shall decide for themselves. So it will be easier for you and you will bear the burden. They will bear the burden with you. And if you do this, look at this, God will direct you. He points into God's best. He says, you will be able to endure. And all this people also will go to their place in peace. Or in other words, they themselves will then be in the will of God. That's powerful. And he says, so Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law. He listened to his dad and did all that he said. And Moses chose able men from all of Israel, made them heads over the people. I want to preach a message today called Wisdom from Dad. Wisdom from Dad. And then I'm going to invite some dads up here to join me. And we're going to just uh, chat about wisdom for a little bit here in a moment. But I just wanted to preach from this passage because this is an amazing passage about a father and a son. It's an amazing passage about the wisdom that can come from a dad, the wisdom that can be transferred from one generation to another. And it's powerful. This father-son relationship is is powerful. And 
I just love this, in this passage, it's worth pointing out that, it, that, that Moses isn't trying to get the approval of Jethro. He just operates in a relationship where you can get the sense he's already approved by Jethro. He's not striving for, 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 for approval. He's not trying to, to get the okay or the pat on the back. They're just in a relationship and he's operating as a son. And this is a type, this is a shadow of how you and I need to see our relationship with our Father in heaven. Is that we're not, we're not operating to get approval, we're already approved. That, 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 that when it comes to the walk of your life, the walk is biblical speak for the way you go about what you're called to do. Can I just encourage you today, in Christ Jesus, you're not looking for God's approval. You're not looking for the approval of your heavenly Father, you're already approved. He already loves you. He's already sponsored you. He's already decided that you're his son, that you're his daughter. And here's the truth today, is that you get a choice every single day. Am I going to wake up? Am I going to walk like a son? Or am I going to walk like a slave? Because there's a big difference between the two. A son walks in authority. A son walks in confidence. A son knows the family rights. A son knows who they are because they know that they're loved. And we see this right here in this passage. My question today is your pastor is this. Will you walk in sonship? Will you walk as a daughter of the king today knowing that you are approved and you can have confidence and you can have authority because you are a son or a daughter of God? God the Father. So Moses in the wilderness, Jethro hears about all the good things that, that have happened. He hears through the, the, the grapevine that, that, that God has done amazing things. And I guess there's probably some, some a sense with Jethro. He wants to go and he wants to hear about it. He wants to see it for himself. Um, it also says that he brings Moses, um, his wife, <laughs> and his two sons. So it's probably like, I don't know, dad's just like, all right, it's time to, 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 you need to go back to your husband right now. So that's part of the visit, I think, as well. But we see three parallels that, that I believe are parallels that we get from our father in heaven that Jethro brings into the world, into Moses' world as well. And the first is this, and if you're, if you're taking notes, write this down. Fathers bring blessing to sons and daughters. They bring a blessing and I'm going to break it down in two different ways for you, but I want you to see it in this passage. It says that he shows up, and he shows up with family, but he also shows up with sacrifice. It says in verse 12, And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law, before God. This is representative of not just uh, material, financial or material blessing, but spiritual blessing. And this is the power of fathers in our lives. Godly fathers have the ability to bless like, a, like anyone can, with a material blessing or with financial blessing. But, but a godly father, spiritual father, earthly father, that's a godly, can, 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 can pass along a spiritual blessing as well. Fathers bring blessing to sons and daughters. Fathers, if you're in here today, can I just encourage you that you don't have to have all the money in the world. You've got everything you need to be a blessing to the next generation. You can pray for them. That's worth more than anything. 
You can share scripture with them. You can teach them. Fathers, please teach your kids the Bible. Do you realize the blessing that that is in their lives? I just love that my kids, deep down on the inside of them, they know the Lord's Prayer inside. Now, I know that'll be a blessing to them one day. I know that them knowing the Psalms, knowing the Gospels, knowing the letters, knowing the Word of God will be a blessing. Can I just encourage you? You can be a blessing as a father. Fathers bless their children. Number two, fathers bring correction to their children. They bring correction to sons and daughters. Fathers are actually meant to do this. And we see this here in this passage. Jethro shows up. They have a big old praise party. He brings a sacrifice. They all eat together. And the next day, Moses goes to work. And Jethro is just kind of watching. And who knows, when dad's watching you work, like you're just, I, I don't know about you, i got a father-in-law and he knows how to do stuff. And when we do things together, I'm sweating bullets because he's watching me. I'm not cutting corners. Well, not cutting corners as much as I normally do. But we see Jethro's watching Moses, watching what he does, watching the way he's going about what he's called to do. And then he brings correction to Moses, says in verse 17, he says to him, what you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. He says, what you're doing is not good. The fathers have an inbuilt ability to actually see what the son is doing and say, hey, that's not the way you're meant to do it. And I just want to encourage you, fathers in the room, we need you to bring correction to the next generation. Because while fathers bring blessing, they also bring correction. But I just got a thought for you today. Maybe the correction is the blessing. Maybe the correction actually becomes a blessing. Because there's going to be a time, and I've thought about this, even in my own life, there's going to be a time when I don't have him around anymore. And I want to know how to do things well. I want to be able to teach the next generation myself. Sometimes the correction is the blessing. And can be the very best thing that you can pass along. He says, now obey my voice. I will give you advice. And he says, and God will be with you. What a blessing right there. That kind of confident assurance. Like as a son, sometimes I've just needed that. I've just needed that from a father in my life just to say, hey, you're on the right track and God is in this with you. This is the ability. This is what fathers bring into our world. So they bring blessing. They bring correction. And number three, they bring wisdom. Fathers bring wisdom to sons and daughters. This is the same with God. Uh, His widely available wisdom comes into our world. And I love how in this story we see it as well. Jethro brings wisdom, which makes a significant difference to the life and to the ministry of Moses and changes the way that the people of God are governed forever after that point. Everything changes about the way that Moses is going about um, teaching the law, governing the law, making sure the people are living the right way before God. He actually changes things and he points Moses to God's best. And this is what fathers do. This is why fathers, godly fathers, we've got to step up and we've got to correct where it's needed. And we've got to bring the wisdom that sons and daughters need. 
He says, now obey my voice. I will give you advice and God will be with you. And he says, this is how you need to go about the work of the Lord. This is how you need to go about the life that you were called to live. This is the power of fathers in our lives. They show us that whatever we're doing, that it can be better. And this is how we can do things even better than before. He says, keep on doing what you're doing. But this is how you make it better. He says, moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God. The other thing I love about this is Jethro, he doesn't say, hey, go and get a consultant from another nation. He says, just look around what God has given you and the answer's right here. That's wisdom. Fathers bring wisdom. They say, use that. It's right there in front of you. Use this thing. He says, find these guys, find these men of integrity and make them the people that will do it with you. Let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they shall decide for themselves. So it will be easier for you. Godly fathers make it easier for sons to do what they're called to do. They're a blessing and says, and they will, they will bear the burden with you. And he says, if you do this, God will direct you and you will be able to endure all this and the people will also go to their place in peace. So fathers, godly fathers, they bring blessing. Godly fathers, they bring correction. Correction that I believe is a blessing. And number three, fathers bring wisdom. I want to invite three guys, three amazing dads that are full of wisdom themselves to come up and join me. Would you welcome Jason, Dell, and Rich as they come up to sit with me. Come on up here, guys. All three amazing dads, all three got amazing stories. And I just love them. I just think they're great guys. So just thought we'd sit down and have a chat. I'm actually a little tired and just thought you guys could, you know, take it from here. Um, I thought I might start with, uh, with you, Del. What's the wisest thing that your father or a father shared with you? So my situation's uh, a little different. My uh, didn't really have a great dad, uh, abusive, left her, abandoned my mother with four kids, and here we are trying to figure it all out, right? Uh, but my mother was very wise in the fact that she, uh, well, number one, became a Christian. <laughs> uh, number two, just immersed her kids into a church, into a church with wonderful people, spiritual dads, spiritual moms, if you will. Uh, you know, every time the doors were open, we were there. I mean, for everything. And when I say everything, everything, right? <laughs> um, cleaning the church, whatever it was, we were there. And one of the people that were super influential to me was actually my youth pastor. Uh, his name was Brent. Uh, you guys know my first son's name is Brent. It's awesome. Um, That's beautiful. So one of the things he taught me was to put God first. Yeah. And I know that's cliche, but seriously, anytime I ever had anything that I struggled with and I said, you know, Brent, what do I do? He said, did you put God first? Mm. Is he priority? Is he right there in every decision that you're making? Um, and that was probably the single most thing that spoke to me because I share that today with my boys. I was, you know, I write in their, their first Bibles. I've written in the notes, whatever. And 
I was just say it, put God first. And, you know, they're a living testament today. They're doing it, and I'm proud of them. So That's awesome. Praise God. Uh, I got Rich beside me. Rich is an awesome man of God. He's, uh, he's a grandfather, and I couldn't tell. Um, and uh, Rich leads uh, a ministry here at our church called Reboot. Quick shout out for Reboot. It is a, uh, an awesome blessing to veterans, uh, you know, that are experiencing trauma of all kinds. And so we've run two years of that and have two years of graduates, which is awesome. And um, what's the wisest thing you was ever given to you by a father? Well, there's a saying that uh, what you are speaks louder than what you say. And uh, my dad was not one of many words. But he did, he and my mom did uh, bring my brother and I to church. And so we grew up in the church. But uh, what my dad was spoke much louder than the, all the things that he ever said to me. Mm. And uh, by hard work, um, integrity, good. loyalty to my mom, um, generosity. Wow. And so all of those things um, have had a great influence on me. Um, and even, especially, especially when things don't turn out the way you think things, you would expect them to hope them, uh, when we were raising our, our sons. Um, but God's faithful, and we believe that um, as uh, we continue to model the goodness of God and, and, and demonstrate the goodness of God in our lives, that um, we're going to realize the promise. It's amazing. And you're a grandfather as well. Yep, we have uh, four beautiful grandchildren, uh, 16 down to almost two. Yeah. It's amazing. And how are, you, how are you encouraging wisdom also to be in them and that generation as a grandfather? Wow. Well, as some of you may know, we moved from San Diego here a couple of years ago. And uh, I had the honor of uh, bringing my oldest grandson to a men's retreat he was about 12. Come on. That's awesome. Why you do this to me? It's not me. <laughs> uh, the first night, my grandson ran down at the altar call. Come on. Wow. And as a soon-to-be senior in high school, is, uh, honors God by the way he lives and his attitude. So... Um, that's just, just an example of just being able to be part of his life. Um, mm. And uh, we look forward to more days to be able to do that with our other grandchildren as well. So. That's awesome. You see wisdom working through the generations there. It's so cool. Uh, i got Jason over here. And, um, Jay, you've got small kids um, running around. Life's busy. Life's crazy. Just recently started a business. Um, what's wisdom look like for you in your context? feel like you just answered, gave me a different question than last time. I service. did. I changed it up. I changed it up. That was, that was. I don't know what question to answer now. <laughs> when, I, when I think of um, just even just in our situation and, and where we're at as a family. So our family, we are always together. Uh, my wife uh, gets to stay at home. Uh, I also get a stay-at-home. 
because I work from home. <laughs> and then all three of our kids are homeschooled. And so uh, that is a, y'all don't, you're, that's a challenge to always be together. We love each other, but we are always together. <laughs> like always. I don't know why you're laughing. Um, <laughs> but when I think about it, I do go back to, and I'm going to transition it to the first question now that he asked me in the other one because it's still relevant, is, uh, is, is to me, it's, it's really at the end of the, the, the scripture that we read. One of the things that uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll point out is it says that Jethro left. Like after he came in and he spoke into Moses and about his future and about what God had for him. And, and, and what's cool about that too is that Jethro saw something that Moses didn't see in himself. He saw a bigger future for Moses than what Moses actually even realized. And, and so for us, it, it, and then you see Jethro leave. And so the greatest advice that um, and it, it carries into our season of, the, of where we're at is that uh, Jethro left, and so the best wisdom I got was separating myself from my mother and my father. And for you guys who don't know, is that uh, my dad left when I was two, became uh, started playing gigs, and on the weekends when he would have me, I would literally be falling asleep in a bar in Middleburg um, on a bar table. And so if you could imagine if I had attached that to, to my life and I went into my future, you know, I think for most of us, or a lot of us, we're living out of two areas. We're living out of um, being like my dad, which is great for those that have great dads, but then you also live out of this hurt of, I don't want to do this because my dad was this to me. And so me separating myself from my mother and my father, is, is, it's this, it's that I want to live out the legacy that God has for me. It's not fair to if your dad was good or if your dad was bad, because now being a dad, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Like, and now we just blamed him on our whole life. And for me, and I, I also, see, he also puts time limits on me. Because you need it. I do need it. And so, <laughs> so I think the greatest thing great. to answer that is on the separating it is that I want to live out who God's called me to be. Yeah. I don't want to live out of That's what great. my dad or my dad didn't do. And, and, and how does that unfold in our busy life today is we put our kids in, in God's house. We want yeah. them to fall in love with God's house. We want them to see the magnificent of it. We raise our kids according to their uniqueness and who they are. The other one that the third thing is um, I also used to be a preacher. So I'm like, Maddie, I always have three things that I need to talk about. <laughs> and so the third one is, is putting them around able men. Is at, I would tell you this, at any point in time, the men that are close to me are allowed to yell at my kids. At, and, and, and I kind of treat that the same way. If I feel like I'm pretty close to you, I'm yelling at your kids. <laughs> That's no doubt. They, that, that whole correction thing is true because at the end of the day, we're in this together and uh, that's it. That's right. Thank you. Uh... Thank you for giving away my, my, my preaching strategy. They did not know that. So. Um, Dell, I'm going to turn this way. Um, no, that was, re that was really, really good. Um, Dell, you've got uh, boys that are uh, becoming men and they're, they're growing up and they're, it's so cool to see them you know, now stepping into their calling and, and what God has for them. How have you encouraged them to grow in wisdom 
you know, and, and, and how, much, how much of it I'm interested, how much of it do you play directly into their lives in terms of passing it or now are you seeing it now come from other places because God's providing it for them? Um, one thing I was taught at a younger age is how to work. And, you know, I feel like today sometimes work is a dirty word mm. or we use it as punishment. Um, and as in passing wisdom, I, you know, did I know what I was doing at the time? No. <laughs> uh, but one thing I did with my kids is we worked. We had land at one time. We, did, we had chickens. We did everything. And they were like, okay, enough of the chickens. Let's go surfing, right? <laughs> um, but they learned how to work. But I wanted them to understand and, and know that work is a blessing. Mm. Uh, work is spiritual. That is how we forged our relationship with each other is, is by working. Now, I have four boys. You're saying, wow, what was allowances like? They didn't get an allowance, right? They got to eat, and I know that sounds really harsh. <laughs> but I will say how we ate was good. I mean, I said, listen, we're going to do this today. If we accomplish this today, tonight is steaks. Yeah, come on. What a motivation. I'm just going to tell you right now, okay? Uh, but, man, just but seeing them today, just what makes me so proud is just seeing how they love to work, seeing how they are passionate about what they do in work, and the testimonies that they're building, and you know the blessings of a father that I'm seeing today is just how people are coming into church because of them. Mm. People are getting saved. They're getting baptized. They're being led to Christ at work. Yeah. All these things that people have poured into, and not just me, but people have poured into them, and they're collectively taking this and just living out life. Uh, and guys, trust me, I know every, on a weekly basis, I feel like a complete failure as a father. I really do. And, you know, sometimes I'll cry to my wife about it, and sometimes I'll just cry to God about it. But seriously, I feel like a complete failure in life because I feel so ill-equipped. Um, but let me just say this, guys, you're doing a great job. Come yeah, on. That's so good. The fact that you're here, the fact that you have your family here, tells me that you care this much at least. Yeah. And that's awesome. little as much when God's in it. God can take it. God, God's going to run with it. And I just want you guys to know that uh, you're doing a great job. You have an amazing, seriously, I watch this guy. I don't know, comment on everything, but on, on social media, what have you, but I watch this guy in life. This guy's a great father. And if you're looking to point your kids to somebody, your family, if you want to pattern yourself after someone, dads, he's right here. And I just want you to know that you're, you're doing a great job, too. Mm, thanks, man. Um, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Um, I'll share this one story that I love. Like, uh, your boys work with Bill, Bill DeLuca. I don't know if Bill's, Bill's definitely here somewhere. He doesn't, he doesn't leave. Bill's probably built an apartment out the back. You know, he's here so much. We love Bill so much. And, uh, and, I, and I love, I, I recently got to see the boys working on a job site. And, um, you know, I showed up and there's just worship music playing. You know, and they're just worshiping God as they're working. And so that's just a really cool picture of your influence yeah. and, and, and fathers being involved. And that's awesome. Can we thank these guys? Thank you so much.
What a great conversation. And I, we'll have this, this available on, uh, on YouTube um, this week if you want to share this conversation with maybe someone in your world that might help them, might bless them, might get them to church, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, would you stand with me? I'd love to take a moment and pray. It's a beautiful, beautiful sense of God's grace in this place today. And like I kind of said from the outset, today might be a day of a day of pain, maybe a day of difficulty, a day of struggle, a day of confusion. Maybe it's a day of great blessing. Because like Jason said, maybe you've got a dad who did great things. But maybe you're in here today and you, that's not my story. Here's what I would love to submit to you today is that today is a new day. Today is a new day of looking forward towards what God has for you. And for you to maybe shift in perspective and allow Him to really come in and fill those broken places with His love and His mercy and His grace. Because that's our God. And everything that was good about your earthly father, that's an expression of God's love on this earth. Everything good. Everything outside of that is not of God. It represents the world, represents obviously what we know is sin nature. But I just want to encourage you, you have a father in heaven today who loves you, cares for you. And whatever need it is today, whether it's pain, struggle, maybe it's brokenness, God will come in. God will come in and reside in those places. He'll heal those places. And I believe that today is just about receiving that blessing that God wants to give you as His perfect Father in heaven. So we're going to sing. We're going to sing about a new day in a moment. And we're going to be welcoming. I just want to encourage you as you, as you step into this moment as we sing and you, you sing, sing these words, you're receiving them into your heart and you're receiving God's blessing into your heart today. So I'd love it if you could just bow your heads and close your eyes and we're going to worship in a moment, but I really want to just take this time to allow God the Father to minister to sons and daughters and to meet with sons and daughters and to fill the broken places with His love and His mercy, His tender mercy as a Father. He's a Father who knows you. He's a Father who meets your need. He's a Father who is a provider. And He's a Father who wants to be a blessing. God, I thank You right now that You are the perfect Father. And in a world that some would say is fatherless today, God, we thank You that no matter what it looks like, we have You. And so God, I just pray and I just thank You for, for who You are. I say thank You, thank You, thank You, Lord, that You don't leave Your children abandoned, that You don't leave us on the wayside of life, that in this moment right now, there's a new horizon. There's a new hope. And that as we look out towards our future, God, we thank You that we don't go through it alone. That we have You, our perfect Father, who is in heaven, that comes, that puts the robe on us, that puts the ring on us, that puts the shoes on us and, and declares us sons and daughters of the house. And so, Father, I thank you for the blessing you're putting on people today. May you heal people. May you bless your children today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you. 
and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.